6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Uh, heads up, uh, we're going to have a conversation that talks about childbirth and about injuries that can be sustained during childbirth. So I just want to give you a heads up on that uh, because it's a little bit, you know, we have a lot about adult conversations on here, but just you know the region that we're talking about and and what can happen here so i want to i want to let you know about that there's a new study that has says a uh, canada has an alarmingly high rate of forceps use during childbirth and as a result a very high number of preventable injuries to mothers this research now has Folks suggesting that forcep use needs to be reduced and more education is needed for both those delivering babies and mothers. Dr. Jane Schultz is professor and chair of obstetrics and gynecology in the Faculty of Medicine and Dentistry at the University of Alberta. She helped write the study. She's also a urogynecologist at the U of A. The reason that this is important to talk about is because those injuries can cause all sorts of problems after childbirth and in the years following. Dr. Schultz, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Just so everybody is on the same page as we get started here this afternoon, um, can you explain what exactly forceps are and, and how they are used and maybe why they are used during birth? For sure. So forceps are a device um, that are used to assist in vaginal delivery in certain circumstances. Um, they're used in about 8 to 10% of all deliveries. And they're used um, based on a discussion between the health provider and the patient. It may be a circumstance where the baby needs to be delivered quickly because the baby's in distress or perhaps the um, lady has not been progressing well in the second stage of labor and needs a little assistance. So your research team took a look at, what, 2 million birth records from Canada, Norway, Sweden, and Austria. And and, and they looked at uh, women who were giving birth for the first time or had a vaginal birth after a C-section. What did it find when it came to forcep use and, and injuries? So uh, we worked with this group looking at birth records um, through databases that are collected um, centrally within each country. And the reason these countries were chosen was just because the uh, socioeconomic um, characteristics and demographics were similar. Mm-hmm. So we found that um, you're definitely at higher risk of an injury called an obstetrical anal sphincter injury, which means that the tear from the birth canal goes through the anal sphincter or even into the anal canal itself um, if you have an instrumental vaginal delivery, Mm. so either forceps or vacuum. And what then happens is that puts you at higher risk of pelvic floor disorders in the long term, including urinary incontinence, bowel incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse. When, when you looked at these numbers and we, and we saw that, you know, Canadian women had a, a higher rate of injury compared to other countries, why is that happening? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the challenge with this study is obviously it's giving us a snapshot over time and this is between 2004 and 2016 um so uh 
we know for sure that women who have a longer labor or a bigger baby um, or a longer second stage of labor or epidural use or induction of labor are more likely to end up with an instrumental delivery but are also at higher risk of a tear. So these are all certainly factors that may contribute to that risk. Given the nature of this specific data that obviously is anonymized and collected from birth registers in the different countries, it's challenging to tease out from this data exactly why Canada is having these higher rates. And that's certainly something we'll need to look at based on this study data of what are we doing differently and what can we potentially do differently to improve these numbers going forward. So, you know what, Dr. Schultz, I, I have to think that a woman goes through birth and if there's a, a forcep delivery, there could be an injury like uh, the ones that we are talking about. But I suspect there's a bit of a shock afterwards uh, when someone is dealing with an injury like this, you know, new mom, all of that sort of thing. It, it has to be a bit of a shock for a lot of women. It is. And our unit at the Lois Hole Hospital for Women, we have a pelvic floor uh, clinic there and our urogynecology program. And back in about 2005, we had done a look at um, how common these obstetrical anal sphincter injuries were at the Royal Alexander Hospital site. Mm-hmm. And they occur in about 5 to 8% of deliveries. And we found with that study that then once you've had one of these injuries, your risk of having urinary leakage is about 25%. And your risk of having issues with control of your bowels is about 40%. Wow. So based on that data that we um, collected in about 2005, in 2011, we actually set up a special clinic as part of our pelvic floor program at the Lois Hole Hospital for Women where patients that have these types of um, injuries with delivery are able to access care with our multidisciplinary team, and that includes a pelvic floor physiotherapist, a specialist nurse, one of the urogynecologists, and also our colorectal surgery group. And they get care then that helps um, manage the symptoms in the initial period after delivery such that it's not such a shock um, because they are dealing, obviously, with brand new baby and perhaps a little bit more um, caring than they were anticipating. So they get education as part of that program and some ongoing physiotherapy. And that program has been quite successful then to provide care for these women. Dr. Schultz, I'm curious to know with injuries like this, if if you suffer one in your your 20s, in your 30s, after giving birth, whatever age you are, when it comes to issues as you age... Is there a higher rate of issues when you get older than when you hit your 50s, you hit your 60s, 70s, that sort of thing? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So we do know that um, the more deliveries you have, um, the bigger the baby, the use of forceps or vacuum does put you at risk of having pelvic floor issues as you age. And then often um, as you get closer to the time of the menopause and the hormone levels drop somewhat, these muscles often thin a little bit and then you have more issues with control. So it will often declare itself 
around the time of the menopause or as you get older and some of these muscles sort of um, thin or atrophy, we call it, with age. So certainly um, being proactive and getting some pelvic floor physio or some assessment immediately after delivery can be helpful in keeping those muscles strong and helping prevent long-term challenges with your pelvic floor. Well, and I think just having this conversation and having, you know, this this report, that uh, the study that has been done, us talking about it, uh, paying more attention to it is, is something that could make people, um, you know, uh, women and, and their partners aware of, of some of the issues and maybe what might be happening as well as they get older. Because let's be real, I mean, this is not something that a lot of folks are very comfortable talking talking about is it there's definitely a significant stigma associated with pelvic floor um, health concerns that remains a significant challenge so this study like you said will help start the conversation allow people to be aware every health provider whether it be an obstetrician a midwife a family physician doing obstetrics their main goal is healthy mom healthy Mm. baby so i think just having the knowledge and having this conversation with your health provider is helpful um in terms of uh discussing potential outcomes and Mm -hmm. just being aware that this could occur and and before i let you go dr schultz i I know one of the reports that i was reading um you know one of the some of the final words were we see this as a real opportunity to improve the quality of care for canadian women um so we can talk about it we can uh, let people know uh, about the numbers that sort of thing but in the long run when it comes to minimizing the injuries that are happening during birth what needs to be done or what can be done to help educate those who are um you know delivering the babies the doctors the obstetricians the the doulas whatever it is whomever it is So certainly there are education programs that have come out of Europe and I know they had introduced a program in Norway where they were looking at um, certain procedures and slowing down the final part of the second stage of delivery when the head's crowning, um, avoiding pushing during crowning and manual support of the perineum during delivery. Mm. And um, if you do have to do an episiotomy, try to do something that's lateral or medial lateral rather than going backwards. So those strategies had helped improve um, the outcomes in Norway. So that is potentially something that we could look at. But I think really... This does just um, provide some awareness and uh-huh. start the conversation, and then hopefully we can look at education strategies to help improve our Canadian numbers. Dr. Schultz, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for taking the time to highlight our work.